Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. Burnout. Often people are talking to me about being burned out, burned out from work, burned out from, they're worried about their kids getting burned out, really in sports. I don't hear it so much about in education, but a lot of times in swimming, I hear the fear of, I don't want my kid to get burned out, or I'm so burned out from my job. And I too used to be afraid of burnout. I thought, oh no, we can't do that because then we'll get burned out or I'll get burned out or my kids will get burned out or my swimmers will get burned out. But really, what is burnout and what causes it? Here's the thing, and I don't know if this will be a surprise, especially if you're a longtime listener, burnout is caused by your mindset. Yes, your mindset. I know it seems like everything is about your mindset, but the stories we tell ourselves are so powerful. And burnout is really a loss of belief in ourself. I hear too often the word burnout thrown around in the uh, in many arenas, sports, obviously, specifically swimming. And a lot of parents will believe that there's burnout comes from swimming too much and not having a balanced life. And I'm not quite sure what a balanced life means not getting the results their kid wants, or maybe their parent that they themselves as a parent want for their kid. Or they think that burnout comes from because the results that they got weren't valuable enough. But notice those are all stories in that scenario, right? A balanced life. What does a balanced life mean? My definition of it is going to be different than yours. What does it mean to have a balanced life? And why is a balanced life so important? paying attention to that, working too hard, swimming too much. So how come some kids can't train at such a high capacity while others can't? Why are one kid not burned out, but the other one is? It all comes back to the mindset. It comes back to the stories that we tell ourselves. And if these stories create stress in our lives, you know, what do you do when you don't get the results that you want? Do you make that mean that see, it's not possible for you? That can create burnout because again, it goes back to the stories that we tell ourselves and these questions, right? Of what does a balanced life really mean? What do you want? What do you do when the results you want don't happen? What are your beliefs? Those can be applied to youth sports. It can be applied to work. It can be applied to relationships, any arena where you use the term burnout, So you must get clear on the stories that you're telling yourself. And is it your voice or someone else's? And when you say I'm burned out, why are you not having appropriate boundaries? So if you're burned out at work, do you not have appropriate boundaries? Is there a message of whatever you do is not enough or that you have to work really, really hard and you have such an impossible bar to deliver on that it seems unsustainable? Is it really realistic to be able to work at that capacity? Like I will do that to myself. I'll make it so, so hard that it just seems unattainable and it's just easier to give up. Do you tell yourself the story of, you know, I'm just not working hard enough. So-and-so works so much harder. There's something wrong with me and I'm not good enough and I'm not working hard enough. That belief can create stress. 
And then we don't feel good. And we realize, oh, I I don't feel good. We attribute it to the working hard instead of here's a story I'm telling myself, right? That I'm not working hard enough. Is it really true that you're not working hard enough? There can be another belief of so many people are demanding my time. It's impossible to get it all done. And I can agree, like we're not going to get it all done but are you getting down the most important things? Because we're not supposed to get it all done. Like I really, that is a belief that I've had to replace because there's always going to be more emails. There's always going to be more messages. There's always going to be more ideas. There's always going to be more to do, but what are my intentions? What is it that I, my priorities, what is it that I want to get done? What is my purpose in this particular project, in this particular show? And am I staying true to that? And instead of thinking so many people are demanding my time, yes, there's always going to be demands placed on you. Do you have the boundaries set up for yourself? Here's another story that can create a lot, be the cause of a lot of burnout is I have an awful boss. How many of you have that belief? Like I have an awful a boss. It makes it so difficult or she makes it so difficult to go to work and I'm just exhausted and I can't do it anymore. Right. And that can be, you can be like, no, Corinne, really? I do have an awful boss. But thinking about that and indulging in that and then allowing yourself to get burned out, is that empowering you or is it disempowering you instead of saying, okay, this is what my boss is doing. What can I do? What is the result that I want to have? Right? Another story could be, well, my boss just doesn't understand. And then we give up and we sulk in the corner and have a pity party. I was really good at that. That can be another burning out story that we have. Good things never happen in my life. That like leads to despair, doesn't it? Hopelessness and despair. Good things never happen in my life. Is that really true? There are good things. I'm really good at helping my clients like see that like, okay, what are the areas? Where are the things that are happening that are good? And where is it not happening? And the gap and noticing that instead of this carte blanche subject of blanket statement of good things never happen in my life. The other one is this belief of I can't have what I really want. All those beliefs, they can create more stress. And so when you have stress, notice how you react to that. So at some point your body just goes, this is too much. I'm burned out. It's time to stop. Don't go after it you're exhausted. It's okay. You're burned out. And instead, really, it's about noticing the feeling of the state of these beliefs and questioning these messages that are in your head and seeing like, is it really true? Is it true that you have to work so hard? Or when you're taking a look at your time, how much of it is because you're getting distracted? You're either getting distracted or, you know, the internet's there and you're constantly allowing yourself to get distracted. And that lack of focus where you have to focus and refocus takes you time and energy. Could you get it done faster with good quality of work without having to indulge in the hard, hard work? Right? Questioning that so many people are demanding your time. They are and really taking a look at that and figuring out a system where there's less and where is it necessary and where is it because they're demanding your time because maybe you're procrastinating. What can you do to change it? This idea of I have an awful boss. Well, maybe you do have an awful boss. So what can you do to prepare your mindset as you go into the door for your workplace with this boss? And if you and your boss aren't a good fit, 
Where else can you go? What work do you really want to do instead of indulging in the drama of I have an awful boss, I'm just burnt out of my job? Really questioning these beliefs that good good things never happen in my life. We can go through a lot of bad things, but there's still beauty in our lives and looking for the good things that occur and being grateful for them and really paying attention and focusing on that is so critical to alleviating burnout. And then this other belief of, I really can't have what I want. That's such a toxic belief, right? Because really, is that the message you want to have for yourself? I can't have what I want. And really questioning that, is that true? Tell me of areas in your life where you do have what you want. And all of these beliefs, what really happens and what, when, when we believe in burnout is we lose hope in oneself and what is possible for us. And we become hopeless. And here's the thing that's so, so important is that Brene Brown in her research, she found out that hope is not actually an emotion. It's actually a way of thinking. It's a cognitive process. It's, it's, it's our thinking process. So again, it goes back to, well, what creates burnout? Our mindset. How do we choose to think? What are the stories that we choose to believe? This is what I'm constantly talking about. The power of our mind is so powerful. So hope is the thought process made up of the ability to set realistic goals. So one of the things about goals is that goals are fantastic because it tells your brain where to go and what to focus on. And when you don't have hope, your brain doesn't have any focus and you're just in this daze and you're not doing stuff, which then creates, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because then you're creating evidence of, see, I really can't have what I want. I'm going to be really stuck in this situation. I don't work hard enough. I really have that awful boss. Good things don't happen to me and I really can't have what I want. But when you have hope, which again is, it's a way of thinking and you have goals and you set goals and they can be realistic goals. And it may be, you know, Maybe you want to be financially independent, but maybe your first goal is, hey, I don't want to pay interest on my credit cards. I want to pay them off every month. And that's what you focus on. And then eventually you start to, you do that and you keep committing to it and you keep committing to it. And this actually happened to one of my clients where there's become ease in her finances. And that was something that she wanted when she was a little kid, having ease in her finances. It started with that small goal of, I'm not going to pay credit card debt. I'm going to pay off my credit cards every month. And she found a way to do that. That goal, she had a hope and she had a goal. And when we have hopeful thinking, we're able to figure out how to achieve the goal. She figured it out. It wasn't because she made a lot of money. She figured it out. And we have this ability to have a growth mindset where we can fall down and get back up and learn from things. We can tweak. It's like, oh, okay, well, this is what I thought, but now let me tweak this. And, and then we fall down again, but we get back up. I mean, that's so, so important. I'm constantly talking about that here, about the importance of fall, getting back up when we fall down. It's not a matter of, will I fall? It's a matter of getting back up. And finally, when we have hope, we are believing in ourselves. And that part is so important because burnout's not come from, it's not, doesn't come from, oh, my kids swim six days a week and that's why they got burned out. They lost hope. And more importantly, these kids lost believing in themselves. For some reason, they stopped believing in themselves. Their opinion of themselves went down 
And maybe they listened to the cultural messages. Maybe they got into comparison, like the scarcity mindset. That kind of stuff creates more burnout, right? There can be comparison mindset of, oh, well, so-and-so is faster than me and I'm never going to be as fast. Well, how would you know that? Right now they may be faster, but why couldn't you get better? That's a growth mindset. Here's one. There's not enough money. That's a scarcity mindset. Maybe there's not enough money today. If there's a gap between how much you have and how much you want, what can you do to go and create it? Right? The other belief of I'm never doing enough, right? That's a scarcity mindset once again. Like what does enough mean? And again, really get clear on that because we have these statements that we say and we're doing it without any clarity. We're just putting it out there and we're beating ourselves up and we are living in the scarcity that's not enough. Or it could even be like, my friend Jenny has it so much better than me, which is comparison. And we all know that comparison is a thief of happiness. And it's also another form of scarcity, right? When we compare, we despair. It's just not a fun way to live. And again, that attributes to what we would say is burnout because we've lost hope. And remember, hope is a cognitive function. It is, it is the way we think. And you get to choose how you want to think. So here's the thing. Working a lot does not cause burnout. Doing hard things does not cause burnout. It's the drama in your mind, which triggers fear, shame, scarcity, disappointment, embarrassment, frustration, sadness. That's what causes burnout. It's that drama. It's the mindset. And then those crappy negative feelings that we walk around with, then we use that as evidence of, see, this is all that's possible for me. Because when I'm in those negative feeling state, what actions are you taking? What are you doing? Are you hiding away? Are you puffing up? Are you selling yourself out to people to get their approval? And these are people maybe you don't respect. And it's all stems back to the mindset. So what's the answer? What's the answer to burnout? The first one is you must believe in yourself. And that's really vulnerable because how do you know if you're doing it right? How do you know if you do it the right way? What if you're wrong? Like these are the crappy questions we ask yourself. You must believe in yourself. It, with the willingness of, it's not about doing it perfectly. It is about, because perfection is the birthplace of shame. It's about believing in yourself and really checking in and being aware and saying, like owning, what are your strengths and where are your weaknesses? Where are your flaws? And allowing yourself to have the full range, because we all do. We all have strengths. We all have flaws. And that's okay. We're not supposed to be perfect beings. And then we can fall down and get back up. And so are you going to get tired from working hard? Absolutely. As a swimmer, did I get tired from a 50-week training program, a 50-week-a-year training program? Absolutely. Did I want to get distracted and lose focus? Absolutely. Were there times that it was hard to believe in myself? There were years that was hard to believe in myself. And I was more on the brink of burnout than later on when I was more committed and I was working really hard and I didn't miss practice it came back to what are the stories? So you must believe on yourself. You want to be willing to bet on yourself of like, okay, I'm going to go after this. And there's going to be obstacles in the way. Because I think a lot of times when we get committed to the best case scenario, we believe in ourselves or we bet on ourselves. We think, okay, if I'm doing this right, the universe is going to support me. And that means there's no obstacles. There's always going to be obstacles. And 
it's not that you're going the wrong way. It's okay, well, there's an obstacle. What's your strategy to overcome this obstacle? And it comes back to managing your mindset. And I have a show that I did, a deep dive, another deep dive that I did about managing your mindset that I'm gonna link in today's show notes. And in there, it's like a four-step process where you declutter your brain. And that's so important to declutter your brain. Like what is all the crap that's in here? A lot of times they're not even our own beliefs. I had a client say to me today, and she's about 60 years old. She's like, oh my gosh, that's my mom's voice that's in the back of my head. You know, how many of you are walking around with people's voices and like you're their robot doing what they say to do. And it's not even something that you believe, right? So we want to declutter that brain. And then we want to create awareness of how do these stories, how do these beliefs make me feel? Because it's never the circumstance. We're always wanting to attribute to the circumstance, but it's to our stories, to the beliefs that we're attached to. And then from there, it's about creating new beliefs that are actually true committing to them and reminding ourselves about these new beliefs. And we just keep telling ourselves the new truth, the new story. So going back again to some of these limiting beliefs of there's not enough money. Well, is that really true? There's not enough money. Maybe you don't have enough money for what you want to do, or you want to put your kids through college. Okay. There's how much money you have and versus how much money it's going to cost. And there's a gap. What are creative ways with, and it's all legal and ethical. I'm not saying creative ways that are not legal. What are creative ways that you can reduce the gap? There's a lot of different ways. Shoot, I have Zach uh, Bissonette on my show who talked about the debt-free you, which is a fantastic book about how do you reduce the gap between the high cost of college education and what the resources you may currently have. There's lots of different ways. It doesn't mean that, you know, you need to be, you should be making double the income that you're currently making being really creative. So when we tell ourselves there's not enough money, a lot of times we have apathy, we may have stress or hopelessness, and we want to give up versus, okay, everything is figure outable. There's a gap. Let's go look at what we can do to change this circumstance. So really questioning our beliefs, that part's really important. Managing our mindset, believing in yourself. You have to believe in you because here's the thing, and this is as a recovered approval whore, recovering approval whore is that I so often leaned on others to believe in me. One is it's exhausting for others. And two is it didn't really last that long inside of me. And sustainability is about believing in myself. And it takes courage. It takes bravery. And it doesn't mean that I'm not flawed. It doesn't mean that I'm not perfect. It just means that I believe in myself and I'm willing to show up and I'm willing to do the work and I'm willing to circle back and reflect and evaluate and maybe tweak or maybe stay on that journey some more because it's working for me for right now and it's working for the others that are in my life. So it's not believing in yourself is not arrogance. Believing in yourself is having your own back. It's about betting on yourself. It's about managing the stories that you tell yourself about what's going on. Maybe you are working a lot of hours and knowing that, this too will pass. Maybe your company has a big product in the pipeline and you have to go through FDA approval. And so you're really working on getting this done, but then there's going to be an opening and you say, okay, I'm an adult. This sucks. I don't really like it, but for the next three months I can hunker down. Or like I have a client who's had a, a knee replacement yesterday and she was like, Corinne, I can't tell myself that I don't have, I'm not going to have pain. It's going to be unbearable. I go, absolutely. It's going to be unbearable. We don't lie to ourselves and say, I'm not going to have pain when you know you're going to have pain, but you can say, look, the pain is going to be unbearable. And 
in a few weeks, it's going to get better and it will continue to get better. And at some point I will feel better than I currently feel. And that's the commitment to the best case scenario. She's not totally sure how she's going to feel. It's going to be unbearable for a period of time, but it will improve. And that's the part that we forget to tell ourselves and really being honest, like this right now is hard, but there will be a light at the end of the tunnel. When we have burnout, we don't believe that there'll be a light in the tunnel. We believe this is it. This is the end. This is the defining story. And that's not the truth because we are resilient human beings. We are resilient. We can get back up. And that's why we're here because we want to know that there are possibilities out there for us and it will take courage to do this. So you must be compassionate with yourself instead of judging yourself because judgment just leads to shame. Shame leads to shutting down. It doesn't do us any good. Be compassionate with yourself. And really, and compassionate never means lie to yourself. I'm never talking about that. Being compassionate with yourself of really paying attention, you know, looking at it, asking yourself questions, being okay with not having the answers, checking in with your stories with people who've earned the right to hear it, you know, checking in with other people who may be feeling some stress too at work and saying, oh, this is what I'm feeling. And, and not that you sit around and have a pity party, but it's like, okay, this is what we're feeling. What can we do to move through it? Being compassionate with yourself instead of burdening your mind with the drama of the stories that you tell yourself that you're supposed to be. That mental drama that we indulge in, that we story fondle, it causes us so much pain and suffering. And that my friend is what leads to burnout. And if we can be compassionate and go, wow, look at these stories that are going on in my brain. And I'm telling myself I'm burned out. And and then I feel apathetic. And then I don't want to do anything. And then I created results that show me that see, I am burned out. And it's not possible for me. Is that really the message that you want? Or maybe it's, hey, I need to get a good night's sleep tonight. Or I need to stop working and after the weekend, I'll come back to work and I'll be refreshed. And maybe it's about letting go of the story that your kid's going to get burned out in sports because burnout comes from a place of scarcity, shame, you know, stress, that fear base or shame base where something's never enough, where man, if you don't get it all done, you're going to get left behind. That's where burnout comes from. But if it's like, hey, go blow your own mind, see what you can do. Isn't this fun? Like I always tell kids, I go, swimming fast is fun. It's maybe not pleasant to do some of the hard work that you do, but then it's like, holy moly, I did that. And that's where confidence comes from. It's like that I did that. I was a person that couldn't do that a year ago. And look at what I just got done. That is amazing. Where then you can be in awe of yourself because here's the thing. When you've been in awe of yourself, have you ever also experienced burnout in that same moment? My hunch is you haven't. And that's what we want to aspire to, being in awe of ourselves, blowing our own mind. And when we fall down, not thinking it's over, that's really catastrophic thinking. I'm fantastic at it. And I've had to do a lot of work around it because I'm very good at catastrophic thinking, which only led me to the swamplands where I'd pitch the tent, build a campfire and invite a lot of people to help indulge me in my stories. But to be in awe of yourself and to blow your own mind, and then you're like, "Uh uh-oh, but what if this is a streak and I'm going to lose a streak and it's never going to happen again, right? That's that foreboding joy that we do. 
but really reminding yourself that, hey, you can be in awe and yeah, there's going to be hard moments and you can get back up because really it's about being resilient. And then it's about also being hopeful, knowing that we can fall down and we can get back up, fall down and get back up. And if you're hopeful, you're not going to be burned out. And that's fantastic news. Remember, our beliefs of burnout cause stress, our beliefs of burnout cause shame or scarcity, and we fulfill this legacy of burnout with these never enough stories that we tell ourselves, and then these beliefs become self-fulfilling prophecy. Is that really what you want for yourself, where you indulge in the fact that you're burned out? We all need to rest. We're not 24-7 machines. We need to rest. And that's important so that, okay, if Friday comes or Thursday comes and you're like, I need two days off or I need a long weekend, refuel yourself so that you can come back. Recovery is very, very important. If you continue to believe in burnout, you're going to constantly show evidence in your life that you're burned out. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're going to come up short from the goals that you want because you're afraid to really go in and commit. And this only this evidence only creates that yes, you have burnout and what you are pursuing is not possible for you. Instead, I invite you to imagine that you can work hard and not have burnout. Imagine you can commit to what you want and have awe in yourself. Imagine you will fall down and more importantly, rise back up as you go after your dream and blow your own mind. Imagine good things happening in your life. And that, my friend, hard work, difficulties, obstacles, you're not going to get burned out. You will be able to rise and overcome. Let go of the burnout story. Be hopeful. Go after what you want. And if you want help with implementing all of this, I invite you to join my Enough Coaching Group because this year I've declared the year of enough. I'm on a mission to help you let go of trying to be perfect and never being good enough to instead experiencing you being enough. Because after all, believing you are enough is the key to love, belonging, connection, and meaningful work. And I'm so excited for what I have in the works for you this year along with the new podcast that I've been offering and letters to you with love, this enough coaching group that I have will give you the space and structure to do your work and develop enoughness within you, where you can believe in yourself, where you own your stories, where you're willing to get back up, where you're willing to let go of burnout. So go to the link in the show notes and sign up to be the first to know about my enough group coaching program. I'm smiling big for you. Thank you so much for listening today. On a lake, she is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wide.